0: I found myself nauseous today. You remember this, of course. Afghanistan, the war we lost so unnecessarily, botched by the Biden administration. No one lost a job over all that. 13 service members lost their lives. But these guys are still at work, especially Joe Biden. Now, the State Department put out a report today. It's... um, Not even a slap on the wrist. An after-action report. Supposed to document all the mistakes they made. It's pretty thin, don't you think? Should be volumes long. This was a disaster for the world, for America, for Afghanistan, for our homeland security. Unvetted Afghanis still walking around America. Remember how they crammed them on those planes? So Joe Biden today somehow (laughs) tried to interpret all of this as... I was right. And it was all a success.
1: Mr. President, do you, you admit a failure in Afghanistan? Mistakes? There was a, there was a report on Afghanistan in withdrawal saying there was failure, mistakes. Do you admit the there was mistakes during the withdrawal and before?
2: No, no. All the evidence is coming back here. Remember what I said about Afghanistan? I said Al Qaeda would not be there. I said it wouldn't be there. I said we'd get help from the Taliban. What's happening now? What's going on? Read your press. I was right. Thanks.
0: We knew he was out of it, but this is just insanity. No one knows what he's talking about. And the arrogance, the arrogance that somehow he could say Afghanistan was on a failure. I was right. The Taliban are helping us. Al Qaeda isn't there. He's wrong. He's absolutely wrong. Recap. August 2021. Remember the chaos? It was like saving Private Ryan. It was totally out of control. This could have been avoided. Thank God we had our service members there. Do you remember how they saved children, women and children, including that baby over the fence? Our service members, total heroes. But our diplomatic officials and our political leadership out to lunch. I mean, look at the runway scene. I'll never forget where I was in the kitchen. And the media were trying to say that this was, they didn't even notice it. (laughs) They just saw this jet going by and didn't comment on the thousands of people running next to it. And now the Taliban are in charge. They were in charge hours later. They were in charge while we were still there. Look at this. This is the, uh, the Oval Office of Afghanistan. And these are all Taliban senior leaders who are Running the country to this day, 13 dead U.S. service members. Remember when they came off the, the airplane in Dover, Delaware for the dignified transfer? We had a problem, though. The commander-in-chief, Joe Biden, not at all dignified. He could not wait to get out of there for all of his empathy, for all of his I'm the consoler in chief Yeah, you saw that, right? He just looked at his watch. <laughs> he looked at his watch. He doesn't care. The thing that he was supposed to deliver, the empathy, all that stuff, it was all a lie. And today, what actually did he say?
2: I said Al Qaeda would not be there. I said it wouldn't be there. I said we'd get help from the Taliban. What's happening now? What's going on? Read your press. I was right. I was right. I was right. He's wrong.
0: He's delusional. And he's arrogant. He has such contempt for us. He thinks he can get away with this. He can't. Let's put it up, please. The Taliban are in charge. Al Qaeda is all over the place. (laughs) There's what he said today makes no sense. Everybody knows this. The United Nations put out a report not too long ago. Al Qaeda and the Taliban, they are working together in their mutual hate of humanity. Look at what has been left behind. Look at the women, the poor women who have been brutalized, who can't go to school, who are being sold into sex slavery. Children, their organs are being sold. Can you believe this? Children. More than half of Afghanistan's people are starving. The Afghan people are surviving, some of them, by selling their children and organs. Yet Joe Biden says he was right, he was right. Now let's go back to his predictions before today, July 2021, before the chaos, he said there would be no
2: chaos. The Taliban is not the South, the North Vietnamese army. They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comfortable.
0: It turned out to be the perfect comparison. The escape, uh, the evacuation out of Saigon, 1975, on the left, and what happened in Afghanistan in the final days, on the right. It is the perfect comparison. Joe Biden was wrong. He suffers from delusion, overconfidence. More on that in a moment. Oh. That, of course, is dishonesty. We know he's a liar, and here's proof that he was trying to get the president of Afghanistan to lie. Reuters, uh, he's having a conversation with the president of Afghanistan, and he's saying you got to say better things about uh, how our guys are holding up. There's a need, whether it is true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. All right? Things weren't going well, but you got to project that things are going well. So... Here's something else. The military. He's at heart. He just wants to blame somebody else. Check it out. Do you think he's telling the truth here?
2: If your top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline, they wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't. It was split. That, that, that wasn't true. That wasn't true. They didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay? No, not, at, not in terms of whether we were going to get out in a time frame all troops. They didn't argue against that. So no, no one told your military advisor to not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. No, no one said that to me that I can recall.
0: That I can recall. That's a Washington trick that I can recall. He does not deserve uh, to be believed by anybody. His track record as a liar is too well established. And he doesn't respect us enough to at least fire somebody, all right, fire one of these guys. I mean, Blinken, uh, Sullivan, Blinken, Blinken is hit somewhat hard in this in this new report. But he goes way back with Joe. And Joe is as responsible as anybody because he's so convinced of his insight, partially because of Bo. Now, Bo is a great guy. Uh, Bo served in Iraq, but Joe seems to think, since he had a son in the military, and I've heard this from numerous people in the military, in the Pentagon, who had to deal with him, that somehow he had special insight and expertise, that he was smarter than the generals. Joe Biden is not smarter than the generals. A lot of these generals aren't that impressive. Joe's even less impressive. What a a waste. It did not have to end this way. And, Joe, you have some nerve characterizing this the way you did today. All right. Now this. So the student loan forgiveness plan, uh, totally rejected by the Supreme Court. It was a ludicrous plan. Everybody knew that he did not have the authority to do this, even though he got those three crazy liberal justices to side with him. Uh, I like what Mark Levin said. The great one, shall we? This is a basic when it comes to government. Note to Joe Biden. You were a senator for 36 years. If you want to spend up to a trillion dollars in student loan welfare, you need what's called legislation from Congress. I love Levin. They send a bill to your desk and then you sign it. You don't just sign your own fiat sprinkle pixie dust on the document and declare one trillion dollars spent. It doesn't work that way. We conservative constitutionalists, MAGA Republicans, or whatever you want to call us, believe you should follow the law and the Constitution. You're not a dictator. You're a mental patient housed in the wrong federal facility. Wow. Amen to that. Um, Now, of course, Levin's a conservative, but even the liberals know that what he tried to pull off here is wrong. Nancy Pelosi said so at one point.
3: People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress.
0: Yeah. A second grader can can figure this out. Schoolhouse rock (laughs) veterans and graduates can figure this out. Um, And it just is bad policy. Bill Maher, also kind of liberal. Making a lot of sense these days. Look at what he summarized and, and look at the reaction to, from Senator Bernie Sanders.
2: Uh, this is a survey student loan forgiveness recipients. 73% of applicants say they are likely to spend their extra money on non-essential, including vacations, smartphone, drugs and alcohol. They, they admitted that to the pollster. Now, who is this pollster? NBC, NBC News. Um, 52% they are very likely or likely to buy new clothing 46% they would use the money for vacation and eat out at restaurants this is why people have a thing about I I would never call it free money oh I guess I just did but um. (laughs) so
0: it was wrong morally economically why did Joe do this well he was bribing young people for votes and he was asked did you give them false hope because this never had a chance Ooh, got nasty
1: Mr. President, why
4: did you give millions of borrowers false hope? You've dated, doubted your own authority here in the past.
2: I didn't give any false hope. The question was whether or not I would do even more than was requested. What I did, I thought was appropriate and was able to be done and would get done. I didn't give borrowers false hope, but the Republicans snatched away the hope that they were given and it's real yes
0: the evil republicans the way he portrayed the republicans and trying to tie
2: in ppp yeah take a look republicans in congress voted to overturn the plan i think everyone i don't think i had any republican votes for this plan at the same time think about this we all supported the paycheck protection program remember ppp you know which was designed to help business owners who lost money because of the pandemic it was a worthy program but let's be clear Some of the same elected Republicans, members of Congress, who strongly opposed giving release to students, got hundreds of thousands of dollars themselves in relief, members of Congress, because of the businesses they were able to keep open. Several members of Congress got over a million dollars. All those loans were forgiven.
0: He must understand the difference, but he has no respect for us, so he... He mischaracterizes it so drastically. PPP was a a once-in-a-country's-history situation in the middle of the pandemic. Keep the jobs going in this time when no one's actually working. It was designed to be forgiven. That was the whole point. That was the whole understanding. Not like a student loan, though, that you sign up for, fully expecting that you're going to have to pay back.
2: And then this. Now a kid making 60,000 bucks, trying to pay back his bills, asking for $10,000 in relief. Come on, hypocrisy is stunning.
0: Wow, hypocrisy. This man is so morally bankrupt. What a lost soul, lying like that. (laughs) What should we expect though? I mean, he's been doing this his entire life. Remember that clip from the 1980s when he got busted and run out of town almost because of all the lies? This was political bribery, oh, by the way, trying to fool young people into, well, you'll get all this money, so you should vote Democrat. And a lot of them did. (laughs) Turnout was like we haven't seen for young people in 30 years. And and look at how they voted. So there, however, young people, if we will, 17 to, say, 35, they're a little miffed right now. I wonder if they're going to take it out on, on Joe, because it's almost like It was a bribery situation. (laughs) I'm going to give you something, so you're going to give me something. Joe said he's going to give all these people money. You're going to give me the vote. They gave him the vote, but they didn't get the money. Kind of reminds me of uh, China. (laughs) From what I hear, Hunter Biden, he's upset that he didn't get all the money, but they've got some money. I think Joe has done something for them, but maybe not everything. Joe is compromised potentially with young people and the Chinese. The Hunter Biden thing, the Biden family corruption thing is getting bigger and harder for the White House to manage. We're hearing that top officials, NBC News is reporting, actually, that top officials in the White House are afraid to go to Joe with basic advice like, Don't bring Hunter to the state dinner. Uh, Don't be seen with Hunter on Marine One because, well, (laughs) it's really bad. It makes you look bad. The whole situation is outrageous. Um, But you can't go to Joe with advice or he's going to yell at you. (laughs) He yells at his advisors. He's a bit of a, a screamer. We also have this. There was an email written in May of 2016 to Joe Biden from one of his staff boss 8.45 a.m. prep for the 9 a.m. phone call with President Poroshenko. President Poroshenko was the president of Ukraine at the time. Okay, that's fine. You prep for those kinds of things. But look who is CC'd on this email. An internal vice presidential email is CC to Hunter Biden. Did you know that? I hadn't seen that before. This uh, This is a real problem for them. They're pretending it's not one. He's getting cc'd on these emails and Joe is calling Ukraine and insisting that the prosecutor be fired.
3: Yesterday,
4: I met me with the general prosecutor, Shockey. Yes. And despite of the fact that we don't have any corruption charges, we don't have any information about the, so, he doing something wrong, I especially asked him, no, it was the day before yesterday, I especially ask him to resign. Great. And This is my second step for keeping my promises.
2: I agree. Why would
0: Poroshenko record this phone call? Clearly it was recorded on his end of the call. So he would have something on Joe. He went out of his way. Even though we don't have any information about him doing anything wrong, we will do this as a favor to you, as a promise to you. That's not the only tape out there. Joe's done a lot of favors, we believe, I believe, for money over the years. And there are a lot of tapes out there. And sooner or later, someone's going to press play and it'll be on the internet and the whole world is going to change. I'll be right back.
4: Hey, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your 20-minute daily news update. I have to tell you how the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier is making my life Eden better. It uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, and mold pretty much anywhere in your home and fast. It's only about the size of your hand, so you can plug it in anywhere. Behind a sofa, behind a bed quickly eliminates odors from trash cans, litter boxes, cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, or whatever, gone. I have one in the kitchen, another in the bedroom. The thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which destroy odors, viruses, and mold with air so pure you can smell it. And we are loving our Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifiers. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm three pack and start enjoying your whole home again. Get three units for under 200 bucks. Put one anywhere you need clean, fresh air. And if you travel, take it with you for hotel rooms. Simply go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code GREG to save $200. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, PureDeals.com, discount code GREG, and shipping is free.
0: So France is in total chaos right now. Huge riots all across the country. Uh, France had problems uh, before this latest spate of violence. Now, what happened is a police officer shot someone, a controversial shooting. It was during a traffic stop, I believe, and the young man was of Muslim uh, faith. And, well, here's what happened. All right. The guy was in the yellow car. He drives off. He crashes. He was shot. I don't know if this was. the jury's going to have to decide. Ultimately, the car drove the guy shot. We don't have all the information. It doesn't look good. But is it the worst thing? We don't know. Still, look at what's happening. Huge throngs all over the place. Now, the big problem in France before all this, well, millions and millions of undocumented migrants who have brought, well, their own way of doing things to that country and uh, they don't fit in. They don't seem to want to fit in. And fitting in is actually kind of what you're supposed to do when you go to a new country, right? Um, they have certain mores, certain ways of doing things. The French, right? Kind of a prestigious place. I mean, they used to be a huge world power, great food, great culture. Uh, But right now, they're going through a lot. Kind of like what we went through, Black Lives Matter 2020. It looks much the same. And in a way, even though this was not migrant-driven, this was just young people driven all over the place, supporting Black Lives Matter, an ideology that most of them did not understand. But in France, you have those folks. Many of them do not support France. And many of these individuals don't support America, even though they were born here, even though most of them are our citizens, because what's been happening? Schools, they've been more and more left and not teaching that America is actually a fundamentally good place like they were just 10, 20, 30 years ago. Now, everything is, well, America's racist, America's imperialist, America's a bad place. This is what's being taught. Andrew Jackson, the killer, right? Remember that? This is what's taken hold in schools across the country and to many of them, the United States is just not a legitimate power. It's interesting. You know who has the most patriotism as a group, potentially? Legal immigrants. Legal immigrants. When they come to America legally, it's a beautiful thing. They have to take a citizenship oath, and this oath Unlike people who were born here, they swear allegiance to the United States and to support and defend the Constitution. They actually have to promise that they will bear arms on behalf of the United States when required by law. People who were born here don't have to do that. Uh, And they will perform work of national importance under civilian direction when required by law. And the citizenship test that they take... They have to show that they do support American values. They don't think America is a fundamentally racist or corrupt place. And you can count on them. You can count on them. Can you count on today's young people? I'm not so sure. Can you count on today's military?
5: Hmm. There were laws in the United States, anti-bellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African-Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and emancipation proclamation to change it. And we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. So look at I do wanna know.
0: So this is textbook virtue signaling. Look at how hip and woke I am. And he says that so he can maintain his status and power, right? Now, as to those who are behind him or under him, forget them, it's all about getting and keeping power for the guys at the top. They say that, and then the others, well, they can follow along or not, and a lot of them aren't following. That's the outgoing chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Here's the incoming chairman.
4: Here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about how full I am with emotion, not just for George Floyd, but the many African-Americans that have suffered the same fate as George Floyd. I'm thinking about protests in my country, tis the sweet land of liberty, the equality expressed in our declaration of independence in the Constitution that I've sworn in my adult life to support and defend. And thinking about a history of, of racial issues and my own experiences that didn't always sing of liberty and equality.
0: This is shockingly irresponsible talk from a four-star general, uh, him, Millie, and many others. They're doing it again to enhance, keep their own power, their own prestige, to get good press, Right. The Washington Post and The New York Times will write pieces about how open minded and woke these guys are. But it damages the institution. Nobody wants to sign up for this stuff. You know, the military used to be kind of a refuge from the craziness of society. Now they're at the forefront of the craziness. The woke military is pretty darn woke. Racial identity is something that I struggle with my entire
3: life. The coolest thing I did on board was to be able to participate in a LGBTQ spoken word night. I want to
5: understand white rage, and I'm white. As
3: a military
0: veteran and proud transgender woman.
6: This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms.
0: Yeah, that's an army commercial. Remember, be all you can be? No. Now it's the little girl who has two moms. Nobody, nobody cares. We, it's so heartbreaking, and it's actually damaging our national security. The Wall Street Journal today, a very interesting piece about the recruitment crisis that the military has. Let's go through it, please. Number one. The U.S. Army in 2022 had its toughest recruiting years since the advent of the all-volunteer military in 1973 and missed its goal by 25 percent. Only 9 percent of young people ages 16 through 21 said last year they would consider military service. Seventy-seven percent of American youth are disqualified from military service due to a lack of physical fitness, low test scores, criminal records, including drug use or other problems. In 2013, about 71% of youth were ineligible. This is a full-blown crisis, we are in trouble. And another reason why folks aren't really seeking out the military, uh, we've been on a losing streak. We've been losing, we lost in Afghanistan. We lost in Iraq no weapons of mass destruction. Why would they trust civilian leaders? Who would sign up for this stuff? I'm a veteran, and I could not, with a good conscience, advise anyone to join the military at this point. I I know we need people, but you're not going to hear it from me. We're in trouble. God, help us. I'll be right back.
5: Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution, the new MC-14 T-Tip-Up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this, the MC14T features an ingenious tip up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13 plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience. Available with all EAA Corp. distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit EAA Corp.com today. EAA Corp.com.
0: So, we only have a few hours left in uh, Gay Pride Month. Yeah, it was Pride Month, right? Look, you know how I feel about this. It's all over the top and, quite frankly, unnecessary and a bit offensive, and kind of passe. I don't think anybody cares anymore, and it should not be thrust in anyone's face. And certainly, children should not be exposed to a lot of this stuff. But that seems to be the agenda. And also, the T and LGBT has gotten totally radical and out of hand now. Um, Our next guest, Kay Yang, is an educator, a a former trans rights activist. She actually speaks out against the trans agenda and the worldwide assault on our female sex-based rights, she says. And look at what happened to her when she showed up at a gay pride rally. Oh, man, they're assaulting her, not being nice at all. What's happening here? The water, it's about to get worse. I don't see her doing anything to warrant this kind of treatment. Kay Yang joins us right now. Thank you for being with us. Sorry you went through all that. How are you?
1: I'm well. Thank you so much for having me on the show tonight. You
0: bet. So do me a favor. Um, Well, first of all, why were you there and what do you do?
1: Well, I attended the New York City Pride this year because I wanted to raise awareness. Um, uh, I was motivated by my conviction to defend women, children, and future generations, and I wanted to exercise my free speech. I wanted to stand up and say no to the medicalization and sterilization of gender nonconforming children who are being taught to see themselves as trans kids and to view their healthy bodies with contempt and hatred in the name of love and acceptance
0: Well, I love what you do and I love what you stand for. And I totally agree. And you're a very important voice. Thank you for your stance. Um, Thank you. How did you come to that position? Because I think you weren't always of that mindset.
1: That's right. In 2011, I actually was hired at a local LGBT nonprofit. Um, What I was doing there was education and outreach outreach. What we would do is um, host events for organizations in the community and in the local schools where we would teach about the language of transgender and gender identity at a time when no one had heard of this. Now, of course, everyone knows this language. We're having it pushed down our throats everywhere we turn, but back then, nobody knew about it. So I was involved um, over 10 years ago, and what I've seen this develop in into is something that is extremely dangerous for um, safeguarding children. We're not able to do that now. And also dangerous to the sex based rights of women and girls.
0: Now you walk into that um, that scene and they start pelting you with water and uh, all kinds of things. And I think they may have punched you a couple of times. What were you what were you saying? Were you what were you, and what were you were you actually trying to convince people or, you know, were you looking for a little bit of uh Content. Forgive me, but you know, it's no, um, what was it's happening okay. there?
1: Sure. So I attended the event with my friend Isabella Malbin. She's the host of the Whose Body Is It podcast and another women's rights activist. The two of us went with um, our signs. We were actually having some really amazing, productive conversations with both males and females who had various different um, uh, ways that they identified. We were having productive conversations. And then we moved, uh, we wanted to take a photograph of the two of us together in the arch in Washington Square Park. And as we moved over to take the photograph, Two men started to follow me, and one of the men um, was identifying as uh, himself as a trans woman. Um, they came up. The first man tried to grab my arm. I asked him not to touch me, and he started calling me the B word and waving his finger in my mm. face. Um, I uh, They kind of tried to start arguing with me, even though I didn't want to argue I, with them. Yeah. Uh, they started telling me uh, what misogyny is. I said that misogyny is male-perpetrated violence against females. Okay, I think and I actually when I said we, that they got very angry at me.
0: We have the part two of this, and I think it includes some of what you just described. Let's take a look. Yeah. You know, uh, I see people all the time that I disagree with. I, I never get in their faces. I would never throw water at them. That side is very militant and not at all reluctant to get physical. It's kind of ironic. It's always portrayed as the other way around, that somehow people who are conservative are. Viol- it's not that way. Uh, are you OK, by the way? I mean, were you injured?
1: I am okay, I was slightly injured, I do have a large bruise on my arm. Um, I want to speak to what you just said, because we're told that pride is for everyone, right? The New York City Mayor, Eric Adams, he said that pride is for all demographics and everyone has to be heard. So I would like to know why can't women who are standing up for the sex-based rights of women and the safety of children be heard? Why are women the people who've given birth to every person on Earth since time immemorial? Why are we not a demographic who have a right to free speech in the public square? You know, Washington Square Park, it's an open public space in the heart of New York City. It's one of the most diverse cities in the world. And women of all ages, races, nationalities, religious and political backgrounds, we have a right to speak freely in the public square without um, expecting violence. and just because you don't like what a woman has to say gives you no right to hurt her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. You know, this uh, the so-called trans community is the most closed-minded, bigoted group of people I think I've ever seen. And, um, folks, you can go to the thedeprogrammer.com, the and also stopfemaleerasure.com. Two websites, uh, Kay Yang, we can find information about you. And thank you so much. Okay. Interesting to hear your story.
1: Thank you. Have a nice night.
0: You too. And we'll be right back.
5: Melania Trump, from a small Slovenian town to the White House. Follow her journey and how she first met the Donald. Watch Melania Trump, a very beautiful first lady, this weekend on Newsmax TV.
0: Well, that is Dr. Johnson Varkey, professor, former professor at St. Philip's College in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, biology professor says he was fired for teaching sex is determined by XY chromosomes, which it is, of course. Uh, Dr. Varkey taught human anatomy and physiology at St. Philip's for 22 years, has taught more than 1,500 students since 2003, and now he's out of a job for teaching the truth. Uh, Dr. Varkey joins us along with Kyla Tony, associate counsel at First Liberty Institute. Welcome to you both, um, Dr. Varki. Did we get that right? Is it really? Thank you. Did it go down that way?
3: Yes, it did. And I was teaching a reproductive system, and uh, when I teach a reproductive system, I usually men- mention three things. Those three things are not less significant or more significant than any other topics. But when I mentioned those, uh, four of my students walked out. So these are the four things that uh, I said that our sex is determined by two chromosomes, X and Y. If the cell has X and X, that person is going to be a female. And uh, if it is X and Y, that person is going to be a male. Our thinking doesn't change the sex. The second thing I mentioned was to perpetuate human species, the sex has to be between a male and female, not between two men or two women. And the third thing I mentioned is when a sperm and egg joins together, a cygoat, a cell is formed, and uh, that cell begins to divide and grow. And within 38 weeks, we have a baby. And uh, during that time, we are not adding any information and we are not deleting any information. And it just grows. So I said the life begins at conception, not at birth. So when I mentioned all those three things, you know, my students, uh, four of my students just walked out. Yeah. Hey, doctor, uh, let me jump
0: in for a second. And by the way, right. everything you just said is the truth. Um, But let me ask you, let's face it, you know, we're living in a certain time and uh, things are kind of crazy out there. Did you present this lesson plan uh, the way you've been presenting lesson plans or lectures since 2003? Did you kind of turn it? Did you turn it up a notch, you know, to make the point, to drive the point home that these truths are still the truth? Because, as we all know, it's being foolishly debated. So this is the same lecture you've done for 20 years.
3: That is correct. All right. I, I taught the same thing, every topic, every topic, every, the same thing, same as for the last 20 years.
0: Now, the four students, uh, they raise hell. Uh, they complain to the dean. You get a nasty letter from the HR department saying that you are, uh, uh, your credentials are revoked and you were fired uh, shortly thereafter, sometime in January, early February. Kyla, this sounds totally outrageous. First of all, I'm sorry, are you tenured, Dr.? Uh, no, I
3: am not. Oh, I'm Jing. I'm Jing Yeah. All
0: right. Well, Kayla, th- that makes things a little bit stickier. But uh, what 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 can we do here? What are his options?
6: It's very clear that Saint Philip's College violated multiple state and federal laws when they fired Dr. Varkey. Uh, we have sent a demand letter asking that they reinstate him immediately. And if they do not, we will sue. Um, first, we plan to file a charge at the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission, and after that litigation in federal court. The First Amendment protects Dr. Varkey's ability to speak the truth in his class, um, both the free speech clause and the free exercise clause, because the statements Dr. Varkey made are consistent with his sincere religious beliefs. And Title VII also protects Dr. Varkey from religious discrimination in the workplace.
0: Well, we know that um, if you say the truth, some people are denying the truth in the most amusing Kind of in-your-face way. Even on Capitol Hill, uh, you may have seen this moment. Um, these things are happening more and more. They're not so shocking anymore, but they're still kind of shocking. Take a look.
2: Let's go back to the to the biology. Male, female, boy, girl. Okay. Biologically, do males have an advantage over females biologically in sports?
6: Again, I'm not a physician, and I I can't speak to that. What's your real world experience? Um, it depends. I mean, there are some people who are born male that I'm faster than if I were to sprint against them, and some that I'm not. Some males so that are taller than some that women, and some that are shorter. That
2: a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a, a definitive statement. I really. I really think you hurt your credibility when you refuse to acknowledge that biological males have an advantage over biological females. It kind of makes me wonder about all your testimony.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Doctor, your credibility is in question because you are speaking scientific truth. Uh, We heard what the lawyer has in store. How are you holding up personally? I mean, was this traumatizing for you? I mean, these these kids can be kind of nasty and when they get radicalized, what's it been like?
3: Yeah, I was, sh- I was shocked. I was shocked when my students, uh, you know, left the class because of that never happened before in my 20 years of career teaching something which, you know, they don't like. Yeah, you know, just, just walked out. And also, I mean, I was surprised to that the, the vice president of academic affairs, he didn't even give me or didn't even tell me what the complaints are, and don't, didn't even give me an opportunity to defend myself or to speak to them, and mm. uh, that none of those happened. And then then I received a letter of termination. I,
0: I am so sorry. Uh, the <laughs> HR, gosh, you know. Hey, Kayla, very quickly, St. Philip's College, it's a Christian
6: school, right? It's not. It's a public community college. Like many public schools, it has um, a, a history, you know, years ago of having a Christian um, foundation, I believe. But that is no longer the case. It is a public community college. Well, And they need to reinstate Dr. Varkey.
0: Good luck with this. Uh, you deserve your job back. And uh, Dr. Johnson, Varkey, thank you. Keep us posted. We can go to FirstLiberty.org. You guys have been doing some really important work. So many people are counting on you. Civilization, in a way. Thank you, Kyla, and uh, we'll be right back. Thank you both.
2: Mr. I said I'd be president. a president for every American, whether they voted for me or not.
6: Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for your bills but run on them. That's, That's just... right. <laughs> So, even
0: if you didn't watch the interview, you've probably seen this by now. Joe not waiting for the commercial, just walking on out of the studio during a live show. (laughs) That was great. Uh, Anyway, the bizarre interview overall. Uh, Let's see. The Fake news took care of him. The interviewer seemed to, I don't know, want to, like, spend some quality time with Joe. I mean, go on a date with him. She was flirting with him like crazy. Listen.
6: This is very exciting for us.
2: Exciting for me.
6: <laughs> you said today, in another party, in another, yes. Well, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> it's okay. It's in a lot of job. trouble. <laughs> no, 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 but, but it, it is. The, <laughs> the optimist <laughs> could hope so. Laughing and,
2: giggling and, and Oh, it
0: all, you're right? so interesting, oh, Mr. So right? President. You're so amazing, Mr. How President. How do do, the you... laughing, we got to count it, all right? 17 times she laughed or giggled. And like, what? Well, how long was that interview? 20 minutes, something like that? Uh, that's a lot. And in that time, she was laughing and giggling so much, and she wouldn't have done it anyway, but she didn't ask about Hunter. I mean, they just had the most cockeyed arrangement with the Department of Justice. Don't you have to ask about that? Even if it's a friendly interview, you got to ask about that. Didn't ask about his primary opponent, RFK, his overall feebleness. I mean, sorry, his, that, that's fair game. And this would have been good. His granddaughter that he will not acknowledge. Now, her name is Navy. She lives in Arkansas. Hunter hooked up with the mother, uh, a fine woman, oh, by the way. She uh, went on and has done some, uh, really improved her life and education and things like that. Anyway, Hunter and Joe have totally blown off their responsibilities. I guess now they've worked something out. Hunter Biden, no kidding, part of the settlement, uh, she's going to get proceeds from his artwork. And they'll let her select one painting. Having seen the paintings, I wonder if she's actually going to take one. <laughs> she's, uh, we'll see. But it's, a, it's just a pathetic situation that the presidential granddaughter is unacknowledged by the president. That is a sin. Sorry, but it is. And I hope he does the right thing. Forget the money. The right thing is acknowledgement and being in that child's life. I'll be right back.
1: conflict
5: real threats real heart now there's a place america gets its news no agenda just the facts newsmax real news for real people
0: have a great fourth of july i'm gonna be off two days next week um if you feel like it watch donald trump's mount rushmore july 4th speech from 2020 it still holds up it's amazing i hope you have a great one and i'll see you soon